You're listening to Seahawks Stories. Taking you behind the scenes with your favorite Seahawks. Setbacks behind Zorn, who's back to pass. Has time, looks for the left sideline, throws a bomb down there. He's got a man in front. He makes the grab. It's Rabel at the 30, down to the 20. They'll never get him. He scores. Touchdown, Seahawks. Powered by Seahawks.com. And Zorn laid it in perfectly to Rabel, who goes in to score on an 80-yard pass and run play. Now, here's your host, the voice of the Seahawks, Steve Rabel, and Seahawks legend, Jim Zorn. Hey again, everybody, and welcome to Seahawks Stories and uh, with the legend that he is, Jim Zorn, and yours truly. And another legend is joining us today, and I always like to preface with our guests. Uh, and it's Kurt Warner today, the great running back out of Penn State and, of course, with, with the Seahawks. And, and, and Kurt, I just you and I have known each other since you came on board many, many years ago. I just wanted to prove to you that I actually had a highlight. That's why we played that play. Not a problem, sir. I'm sure we could find up. I'm sure we could find a few more plays as oh, well. You better believe. You better believe we can. He is. He he tells everybody that I'm the legend, but he is the legend, and he's actually current. You know, I mean, everybody knows you. Yes. And, you know, yes. He is. He is very very current. We are, you, Kurt. You and I are definitely has beens. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, you know what? You know what I say about a, a, a number of people? I say, hey, you know what? You heard the Clint Eastwood thing where when they go, he's a legend in his own mind. So there you go. <laughs> how are you, my friend? How's life? How's how you just get a give us a quick roundup on what's up? You're in Vancouver, Washington. You've been you've been up here all these years. You came out here to play and you've stayed out here. That is correct. Uh, I, I love the great Northwest. Uh, not as much when we're in the November through uh, March stretch, <laughs> but uh, definitely uh, enjoyed the summertime and the long days. So, yes, yep. the great Northwest. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Now, you have uh, – tell us about your family because I think people uh, – you know, maybe a lot of people know about your family, but tell us uh, – I, I know uh, you're, you've married and okay. stayed married to a beautiful oh. young woman, yep. and uh, you guys are growing old together. Uh, we are thirty plus years, yep. uh, and I, you know what? She she is uh, she is a wonderful person, wonderful wife. I love her dearly, and uh, I, you know it. It, it uh, we, we've had our challenges. I'm surprised she's still with me at times. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, we've had our challenges. We got a couple of guys with uh, autism, uh, Austin and Christian Warner. We've got an older son by the name of Jonathan Warner, who is a uh, Washington state trooper. We're very proud of him. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. And he's a law, uh, law enforcement officer. And then we have a daughter who will be uh, graduating, uh, from high school this year. What, so, hi- what high school uh, is that, uh, Kurt, you, Camus High School. Camus. Camus High School. Okay, so tell yeah. us what you're doing at Camus High School because I know you, you've been involved there as well. You know what? Uh, I was a coach there years ago. And, you're not. You're uh, not involved I'm, anymore. I'm not a coach. I realize that I I'm just not a coach. I, I, it's better for me to just kind of watch. <laughs> and, uh, now, now tell me about that and, and advise accordingly, but, but leave the coaching now, to, tell, to, to those who are better at it. Tell me about that because I'm sitting across from a guy that you played with and a guy who was our teammate and who became a lifelong coach. What is it? What does it take to be a coach? Uh, communication skills. 
Which uh, you have. One, patience. Okay. Patience. Okay, so number maybe two. not so much. <laughs> yeah. No, no. What, what are you doing? Why do you go that way? Put the ball in the other arm, not this on the other arm. What are you? Hey, look. Hey, don't give me that book trout look. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. You heard it. Hey, you know what? Don't tell me how rough the, the water is. Just get the ship in. That's right. You know, that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I go off on that kind of stuff, and they're looking at me like, where did you get that from? I said, well, it's a long history. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. All right. So you coach running backs there, and uh, you wanted to. Oh, how? Why did you get involved in it uh, in the beginning? You know what? That's a good question. Sometimes you, you have an itch, and you need to scratch it, and okay. that's what happened. And then we got a hold of the high school coach guy by the name of John Eagle, and we started having some conversations. And one thing kind of led to another. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get out here and try this. I volunteered. I was, you know, I was doing sure. other stuff, but it was it was fun. I don't get me wrong, but uh, it's just you have to coach in order to find out whether or not you want to continue to to coach. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. I, I I had a you know an opportunity to do that. I did it. I scratched uh, an it the itch and. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'll just watch. Were you relieved? Were you re- relieved after it was over? No, not really. I was, you know, I was okay with it, yeah. one way or the other. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's very rewarding when when you're winning, and it's not yeah. as much rewarding when you're losing. But uh, it takes a lot of time. You don't realize how much time coaching takes up. It because, takes I mean, a you ton of time. Film, you gotta, yeah. I mean, you're you're there, man. So it's it's a commitment. It's you know, it's easy to kind of roll, throw the ball out there and go run your plays and then yeah. go home later on that day and let the coaches kind of clean up stuff. But, uh, no, yeah. it's, it's and a you gotta very demanding uh, time. Yep, and you have to figure out how to get that young man to carry the ball in the correct arm as he's going around the left <laughs> or right or up the middle. And you have to figure that out after, you know, as you go home. How come he, how come he can't you, do it? As you go home. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's you like, got to – and you have to correct them nicely. You can't just – I, I exaggerated it, obviously, quite a bit. But, no, you, I mean, you just have to sit and talk about it and, and ask, you know, hey, sure. what did you see? Why did you do that? And here's some advice. And, uh, and maybe perhaps we try not to – We'll give you some advice that may help. I I, I don't know. Kurt, I I told Steve, I I told Raves a couple weeks ago about handing, we were talking about uh, you, and we were talking about how, uh, you know, when you came into Seattle as the the number one pick uh, uh, for Seattle that particular year in 1983, and I was telling him uh, during the very first handoff, well, he reminded me, and I didn't want to say it, but uh, you know that you went, that you went around the right, the left side, yep. left side, yes, about sixty yeah. some yards, and I, yards. I expressed to him, you were the first guy that I've ever handed the ball off to that I could just feel the acceleration, and it was so fun because it was just this surge once you got the football. It was like. Uh, I don't know what it was, but I hadn't experienced that all through high school, college, or even in the NFL. Just that that immediate acceleration, and uh, I I I loved it. I thought you took a lot of pride in your game. Uh, I loved it that you even wanted to run routes and catch the ball. You had a lot of catches and and uh, pass receiving yards as well as running yards. 
Well, thank you very much, Z, man. I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you some coaching tips from, from coach Knox. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and he, he would say to me, Kurt, Hey, number one, the ball ain't heavy. The ball ain't heavy. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> Secondly, uh, run where he ain't run where he ain't and then run to daylight. Those were my three things that he told me yeah. to do. And that's what I did. Oh, you know, man. one thing about Chuck Knox's offense is that he would allow me to get the, the, the thinking was we'll attack the point of attack. And then once we get to that point of attack, then I can, I have the option to go straight. I have the option to go left or I have the option to go right. So I could pretty much let the flow of the game and see the flow of the game as I had the football in my arms after, you know, I took, I, I took possession of it. I was able to kind of be creative and see things accordingly and then make my decisions based on that. And, uh, you know, it's called, you know, run where he ain't. Yeah. That's exactly what you're doing. Okay. You're running where they ain't and you're trying to get that four yards per carry because that's, that's all you're going to get in the NFL if you're lucky. And you you learn to run between the trenches and the trenches as well. So, I, and I like running in the trenches. It's crazy in there, man. It's chaotic <laughs> in, in those trenches. But I, it was a thrill being able to to to, uh, to get in there and and mix it up. It where, was a lot of fun. Kurt, where did you get the, those skills? Were they learned at an early age? Did they come to you through work at Penn State? Was it just something that came naturally to you? I think it was a combination of pretty much all of the things that you're talking about. But more importantly, I just think it's a God-given ability. And I had a God-given ability to get to maneuver myself in such a way that I could, you know, I could get out of a jam. I mean, and then with only a little bit of room, I could, you know, manipulate things with my eyes and then, kind of make a, a quick decision to get up the field or get to the outside or whatever it was. So I had some freedom because you can't, you know, you can't look like if you're a quarterback, you can't just look to one area and throw the football, right? Because they're going to, they're going to see that and they're going to be looking at what you're doing and they're going to be sitting there with a pick six. So football is a game where uh, you, you, number one, you got to learn the playbook, right? Number two, uh, you, you, you've got to be educated enough to know what, what your adjustments are going to, uh, how they're going to occur. And then number three, the ball is snapped. And then once the ball is snapped, then you've got to figure out a whole different game because it changes immensely. And that's what I loved about the game of football is that it was constantly changing, constantly evolving from one play to the other. And you just never knew, you never knew what you were going to get until roughly the game is over. Well, so. I got to hand off to you. I got to hand off to this guy yeah. and see this firsthand what what he's what he's talking about and I think from my point of view it was getting in there and kind of attacking that point of attack as he began with and then his jump cut or his his lateral cut yeah. left or right was pretty amazing and it was sudden and I always felt like uh, Kurt found space you know, he found yes. uh, he found where yes. the space was, and then he just he could yeah. lunge he could lunge through it. You better be uh, uh, as a defensive player. You better be 
on it quick because that lunge was acceleration, you know, uh, and you know it was uh, it was amazing to or see. You, or that. you bait the guy, Jimmy. You bait the guy in a certain way because you know the point of attack is where they're going to be, and then you try to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. You pull him in, and then you move to the right or the left, and that may be the difference between a, a three-yard or five-yard game versus a, a two-yard game. Yeah. So, and, and in in football, it's it's a game of inches, right? Yeah. Kurt, literally is. Kurt, uh, I did I hand you the ball on the goal line when you got injured? Did I hand? Uh, I th- no, actually, it was a pitch. It was a pitch to the yeah. right hand side. We, That's we, right. It was to the right. It was when a you, pitch. we went, we went to the left. It was a pitch to the left. I didn't get in, and we went pitch to the right, and then that's when I, you know, had it, the accident. What's so. very interesting, you know, he uh, Kurt tore his uh, uh, anterior cruciate ligament. Right. And he wasn't hit. Right. It, it was just. No. Uh, it was a cut. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah. Just think of the the pressure that must have been on that to make that cut, trying to get into the end zone, and he just had he went down. Joy tell told me this, Kurt, uh, my wife yes. Joy, that she's the one that went and saw you in the hospital, or one of the people that saw you in the hospital, and. She just told me uh, today, because I told her you were going to be on our show, she said, you know, I got to feed him uh, in the hospital and, because you were out of it. Aunt, I was out of it. Anna wasn't there, and when and the food came, so she fed, she spoon-fed you <laughs> in, in the hospital. Well, tell her thank you. I'll, I'll let her know that you really appreciated that. <laughs> I, I appreciated it. More than you could ever imagine. <laughs> I remember that play. Pete Gross was our play-by-play guy, obviously. I had retired, uh, what, two years before that, so before the 82 season, so a year before you got there, Kurt. And I just, I remember this. This was 84, right? Is that when your injury was? 84, yes. It was 84 against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And I just remember seeing that and just watching you go down untouched, and my heart just sank. And, um, you know, obviously you were done for that season, but you worked hard and you came back. Um, It it was it was you had a remarkable (laughs) career, uh, albeit maybe not as long as a lot of people would have liked, maybe not as long as as you would have wanted it to be. Uh, But you had a a remarkable career and you left such a mark on this franchise, Ring of Honor member, uh, pro bowler, all pro. uh, And and the thing, I guess, that that I've always appreciated, C-Dub, is is. When you come back and we get to see you on the sidelines when, when there's an event or, or a, an alumni uh, gathering or something, you, you haven't changed. I mean, you've, you've, yes, you've gotten older, your hair's a little grayer, you're more mature in that you've had a family and raised, but you're still that same great young guy that came in here from Penn State as a rookie. And I've always appreciated that of you. My wife, Sharon, says the same thing. She said, Kurt doesn't seem to change. He just seems to be that great, upbeat, positive person all this time. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I try to. Uh, you know what? In life, uh, you, it's, it's, it's how you deal with, with challenges. Uh, it's how you deal with life. I mean, I've obviously had my fair share. Uh, issues and challenges, but uh, we're just thankful to the good Lord that we have an opportunity uh, to uh, to get through another day and be thankful uh, for what we have and and uh, who's in our lives. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a good ride. I, I I don't have any complaints. Let me tell one more. I, oh, go ahead. 
No, I said, if I have any complaints, my wife usually doesn't want to hear it. So I just kind of get <laughs> well, welcome to, the, welcome to the club of being married a long time, pal. <laughs> uh, um, uh, one, more, one more quick Kurt Warner story uh, about, about uh, your effect on people. We're in um, Arizona for the Super Bowl. So that would have been February yeah. of 2015. The okay. one that eventually we lost, unfortunately, to the, the uh, Patriots at the end yeah. of the game. I know. Um, you were yeah. there, right? Yes. 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 A- and there was a group of us, and I don't remember if it was Sunday morning before the game and or there was an, there were a number of events that we were all taking part of, and, and uh, I was uh, uh, hosting and emceeing a lot of those events. But I remember that Chuck was there and Shirley was there. Z was there. Dave Craig was That's there. Right. And That's right. I, I remember, remember that. Kurt, yes. uh, Chuck was in a wheelchair, as I remember. He was having yes. a difficult time getting around. And by that time, I think his, his memory had started to really lapse. And so all of us would kind of, we all sort of walked up to him and shook his hand and, and, or gave him a little hug and he smiled. And only when he saw you did his face light up. Hmm. It was amazing the effect. He, he knew you. There was, you know, a lot of us were kind of ancillary to his coaching career, yeah. but you were that guy that just, boom, lit him up in a heartbeat. And I, I, I always thought that that was, uh, I think I thought it was great for you to see that, but I thought it was terrific for Coach to have that moment. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what I said to him? Yes. I, uh, okay, okay, dog. Down boy, quiet. down, down boy. I, I didn't, I didn't say that. Okay, but uh, what, what I did say to him was, I said, hey, coach, the ball ain't heavy. The ball oh, ain't it, heavy. Ain't that great? Isn't that great? And you know, he uh, uh, at at the end uh, when he was in his wheelchair, his repeat line all the time was, hey, hey. Hey, we're going to have to play the hand we're dealt. That's what you got to play the hand we're dealt. You got to play the hand we're dealt. I remember that day we actually uh, took him up in in his wheelchair into that bus, that double decker bus, because they have a bunch of Seahawks. And he signed he signed uh, the Ring of Honor up up there. Uh, Actually, he signed the bus somewhere. I know, but it was one of the last autographs that he had ever that he had ever signed. And it was at that game in 2015. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a reason why, uh, Z, you were the – were you the first or the second? You were the first one in to the Ring of Honor. Steve. Or the second. Steve was. Steve okay. was the first. So yeah. there's a reason why you and Kurt and Chuck uh, are in there because of the history uh, of this franchise and what you guys have all meant uh, to the franchise, along with all the other guys that are there, Dave Brown and Jake and uh, yeah. Tez. Uh, Pete and Pete, Mike Holmgren, yeah. uh, Sean, yeah. Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah. yeah. When you think back, Kurt, over your time here, what are you, what are your thoughts about being a Seahawk? Oh, that's a that's a darn good question. Uh, you know what? I I it's I, I think it was a pride of being able to to come in my rookie year knowing that the Seahawks had some challenges prior to that and being a part of, of, of a change that really took that, the whole organization in a completely different arena, having coach Knox there, having guys like Kenny Easley there, Jacob green, 
Jim Zorn, Steve Large, and having guys who really are talented. We just needed to make some adjustments here and there. And Coach Knox was able to do that and then being able to be a part of that. You know, when you're you're a rookie, uh, as you know, uh, when you're a rookie, you got to do the donut thing and you got to yes. bring the food in, you got to <laughs> carry bags and all the other stuff. And I remember Dave Brown, he had me to stand up. We were in a team meeting and I, he asked me to give a donut report. And I'm like, really? Seriously? <laughs> and I'll tell you something. I, I was a rookie. I, they called me a rookie, but I did not like being called a rookie or treated like a rookie. But it was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me, be, to me because it allowed me to say, okay, you're in the NFL. This is a different ball game. So, you know, you got to wait your, wait your time get in line, yeah. do what you're supposed to do. Hey, Kurt, did you and, ever get, uh, did you ever get taped to the goalpost at Inchini? At, no, at I, I did not. See, huh. man, I did not get taped to the goalpost. Whew, that was, that, that was, was a rookie. That was a rookie deal. That was a high, that was a high round draft choice. <laughs> I'll tell you uh, who staple. You know, I, I, I know we had one of the linemen that got taped uh, to the goalpost, but it wasn't, it wasn't me. I had to get up and sing pretty much every day. There you go. I did not like it at all. I was just like, I hate, I don't like, I won't use the word hate, but I'm like, I don't like anybody on this team. Other than my fellow rookies, because you, you, you know, you, you, th- those are the guys that you hang around with yeah. because you're a rookie and there's nothing wrong with being a rookie. No. Uh, you just learn, you know, what it takes to play in the NFL and what you need to do and how you need to prepare. So it was a great experience. Although looking back on it, it was a great experience, but when I was going through it, I was, I didn't think it was a great experience. Well, you had, you had so many accolades at Penn state, you know, now you, you, uh, a lot of guys like yourself, you think uh, that, you know, it's going to be different when you get to the NFL and it really is. I mean, all of that, all of that rookie, Uh, and we we didn't do a lot of hazing. The hazing was singing a song, but right. you didn't have to go through or any kind of big uh, traumatic things, donuts and and singing maybe. But uh, and I don't think it was ever uh, it was ever monitored no, was, by by Chuck or anything like that. Uh, we just there, there were no physical it. threats. There wasn't there no. was it wasn't that it wasn't that type of uh, it was just pecking order. Yeah. Where are you at? Where you're at on the pecking order, and that's really what it comes down to. And then that's just how it works. That's the tradition of what we do. And you you live with it. And the next year, you're, you're a second year guy, and you kind of go, okay, rookies, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Don't yeah. don't grab, yeah. just, don't hey, complain. Just go up there and do it. Hey, uh, so, Kurt. Kurt. Yes. Uh, Chuck used to always say, uh, you know, if we gotta, you know, if we're gonna win, we gotta carry the ball forty times, forty times, and we win. And he would love to call the run. How? What was the what? What game did you carry the ball the most uh, in your career that you had the most carries? And how many were there? Uh, Kansas City. Um, we went to Kansas City and played that year. And then I don't know if it was my first year or whatever, or third year or fourth year or whatever it was, but it was a Kansas City game, and I had a couple hundred yards. Uh, carried it 30 sometimes, uh, and uh, it was a high-scoring game. It was a very high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. Th- Wait, that, that's a lot that of carries. One I remember. Yeah, I had a lot of carries that day. 
uh, and we were able to win. So that was a combination of a lot of different things. I got you. Talk about now in the years past. You 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 had a car business. You're six. In fact, you were talking when you were mentioning coaches. I I, I digress for a second. And knowing what your business background was, you became a very successful businessman down in Vancouver and and stayed in the area. Maybe you'd have been better suited to be a, um, a GM or the president of an organization as opposed to being ah. out there coaching. <laughs> yeah, well, there's still long hours. <laughs> there's still long hours, and uh, you don't know what you don't know, and you can reflect on it. And uh, uh, but I, I'm, I'm okay with uh, wh- where I'm at and what I've done. And uh, I, I'm still a long ways from, from hanging up the, uh, the helmet or whatever you want to call it, the suit or the badge or whatever, because uh, it's just there's, 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 there's other things to do. And uh, I continue to uh, move forward. So what, that's what, are, what are you working on today? What do you work at? Today? Uh, insurance. I've, I've been in the insurance industry for a number of years. Okay. Uh, and, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of where I've been in the auto industry, the insurance industry, and that's kind of where I'm at right yeah. now. So it doesn't surprise me just because you have to deal with people you, uh, dealing with you, you, you're straight shooter straight up and, uh, people get the truth when they, when they talk to you, you don't have a lot of uh, fluff going on or going, Hey, oh. Hey, <laughs> check out this. I, I, I try not to, but you know, the, always a point where you you got to sell and you got to you got to present the product accordingly and you got to do everything you need to do to to make sure that uh, you you put your best foot forward and that's really what it comes down to every play you got to put your best foot forward when you're in life in general you got to put your best foot forward pretty much every day no matter what you're doing there was a time and it might have been your third year fourth year something like that uh, we talk about what what Kurt has done in the years uh, after football. Uh, I always thought that you might get into broadcasting because Kurt and I worked on a thing every week, uh, <laughs> and we'd tape it over at the Seahawks facility, and we'd put it together, and it would be kind of the Kurt Warner scouting report, I believe. Wasn't it something like that? Yep, yep, and, yep, it sure was. <laughs> and we'd, we'd just you know, throw some generalities I, I out there. And I took a lot, a lot of grief on that one, man. I, uh, you I come did in the great. You did great on Greg that. Were you announcing just, and he was playing? It was it was basically him telling us the guys the, who we were going to play and what their strengths were and all that. Oh, okay. And we'd just sketch out some stuff. And then Kurt would just pick yep. up a microphone in one of those little cubbyhole meeting rooms at the old facility, and he'd just go. And he was he was great, and I always thought, man, this is this is going to be oh, a guy okay. that if I'm still around, you know, 15 years from now uh, in broadcasting, maybe I'll get a chance to work with him in broadcasting. And he decided. Well, thank that, you very much, Steve. I appreciate that. I really you did thank great. You. you did great. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Did any of those things ever come true? The broadcasting part? No. The, no, not his, really. His revelations. No. Oh, well, <laughs> no, he was right when he when he was scouting the guys, when yeah. he scouted the team right when he had to play. That's good. So, you know, hey, these guys are blah, 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 and they're this and they're that, and these guys are yeah. over here. And uh, while I'm thinking about it, I know we got one minute with you, Kurt, before we got to let you go. As I walked okay. into this studio now, the, the studio area for podcasts here at uh, the Virginia Mason Athletic Center in Renton, the uh, Seahawks facility. Well said, Steve. Thank you, Jim. There, Very well said. Thank you. There is, There are three pictures in a row just down this hallway. One of them is Z-Man under center. One of them is Largent making a catch. And one of them is Kurt Warner 
dodging a Miami Dolphin, and it had to be the 83 game. Uh, yep. And, yep. and that yep. game propelled you guys to the um, AFC championship against the Raiders, which didn't work out so well. But the one that nope. game, two touchdowns, Jim, is that yeah. what you remember? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a game that was, Kurt. What do you remember about that day? All I know is that we were the underdog. By a lot. We weren't even, we didn't belong on the field with the Dolphins at that particular time. And uh, I, I don't think anybody ever thought we were going to win. But I honestly believe that in that locker room, we were like, you know what? We're taking these guys down. They're going down today, period. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's scored, what I, you scored twice in that game. I mean, a lot of people I remember. A, of a lot of people remember uh, uh, Dave played that game, and he threw a really great pass to Steve. Right. But uh, Kurt pounded the ball for two touchdowns. Right. In that Wasn't game. the the last one was the winning score? I think. And yeah. Toward the end, yeah, right, right near the end of the game. That you yeah, it was a pitch to the outside. There you pitch go. Pitch to the outside. Yep. I was able to get in. Isn't that amazing yeah. how guys can remember, you know, he remembered when he got injured, what play yeah. it was. He remembered the first play yeah. uh, that, that I got to hand. I remember it. I can mm-hmm. still remember in Kansas City. Uh, his first game, and yep. then the Miami game. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was a pitch to the outside, Steve. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, when yeah. you when you know, as we talked about before, when you have a uh, you know a number of highlights, you know there you you can remember those things. And Kurt had a as you did a career filled with those kind of highlights. And uh, I also remember that in the locker room after the game, wasn't it, Dave Brown? Oh, Chuck the football. Yeah, and he yeah. he suddenly became. A human. I mean, wow. he was always a human being, but he suddenly became that guy that you know so much appreciated what you guys did for him. Mm-hmm. That, as you said, Kurt, nobody yeah. expected you to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Chuck broke down. Yep. Uh, yep. When when he was handed the football, and I was like, "Wow!" And we all started screaming, "Chuck! Chuck! Yeah. Chuck! Yeah. Chuck! Chuck!" And uh, that that was actually that was pretty pretty darn good. That was one of those moments you do remember. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Well, listen, uh, I know you have to run. You've, you're a very important man, way more important than Jim and I, who are just sitting around here uh, eating oatmeal and gumming some sort of solid foods at this point in, at this point in our lives. Uh, we, we, have, we have wanted to get you on here since the first day uh, that they gave us this opportunity. And they're still rethinking, by the way, the Seahawks, about giving us this chance. But we needed to have you on here, Kurt Warner. Thank you, buddy, for doing this. And uh, I hope we can call on you again and we can talk about the second half of your career and and all that uh, all it is seahawks okay bud thank you my call friend. anytime okay all Kurt, right, my see friend. you later hey check us out too you got to go back and your your friends are on as well uh in in past shows so you got to go to the seahawk website or wherever you can find our podcast and listen to some of your teammates uh tell some really cool stories that might uh, you might remember a few others uh, as you listen. And, and please uh, give give Anna our best and the kids. I sure will. Thanks. Thanks, right, guys. Brother. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Kurt. Right. Okay, guys. See you later. 
again, we've known this so guy fun. since he was a youngster, just a kid, yeah. and he was the closest thing to Barry Sanders I've ever seen run the football. Yeah. And what a great, what a great guy he was with the Seahawks organization. Z, yes, we fooled him again. Nice job, partner. Uh, we will do it again next time. All right, can't wait. We got some surprises in store. Oh, uh, in the future. Anytime somebody comes some players on and show, non-players. That's right. There are surprises, <laughs> and we will have them all for you here on Seahawks Stories, everybody. Thanks for listening in. We'll talk to you next time. Go Hawks.